Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Mr. Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Pod. This is our first episode for 2022. So happy new year to all of you that are listening and welcome back to our conversation with myself and Esther. Hi Esther, how are you? I'm good, lads. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. It's good to be here. It's nice to be back having these conversations with you. And it's been a bit of a crazy time in the last few weeks, just having some time off running and a bit of time to relax from work. Uh, how's your break been? Been really good. Byron and I went in our van up all over the top of the North Island in New Zealand and uh, just spent lots of time at the beach, was off my phone as much as possible. And that was just so good, I think, to to have a proper break. Uh, Lots of running, lots of swimming and just, yeah, relaxing and having fun. It was awesome. We went to some really beautiful spots and yeah, just explored New Zealand. The upper north is stunning. I know you've been there as well. It's just like the most beautiful place. New Zealand's insane everywhere you go, but Aussie's the same, to be honest. But yeah, running's going well, feeling good, ready for some track races. And how was your break, Lids? It looked amazing. Yeah, it was. It was so nice to get away. I got out of the city. I have spent, you know, the last at least six months in my apartment in Melbourne. So it was good to be able to escape. I went up to Mount Buffalo for a few days and went hiking and running up there. And then I went down the coast and just explored. I think what I really missed the most throughout COVID and lockdown over the last couple of years is the ability to travel and not even traveling overseas, just getting out of, you know, my regular space and regular routine and actually just, I don't know, feeling a little bit more free and freeing my soul so it was so nice to just travel around and yeah relax I have been running but definitely not into the routine that I was we all know I was training for the marathon which is was pretty intense so um, taking some time away from that strict routine I think is really beneficial I think we get so consumed by doing the same thing in and out and um, following a program and although it really does help you to stay on track and work towards your goals and um, achieve those goals, I think it is a really important time to be able to disconnect from that routine and allow yourself to fall into a space of not having structure. Uh, I think it allows not just your stress levels to come down, but also just your mind to open up to what else is out there. I think we get consumed by what we think the world is and what life is all about. And it was work hard. And I think we just need to allow ourselves to play hard as, just as much as we work hard. So yeah, it was a really good time. Yeah. Awesome. So true. I think we've both been going pretty hard in 2021. So to have an actual break and disconnect and leave Auckland as well was like the best thing ever feeling like so refreshed and um, ready for the year. It's quite funny. Like I think having, track racing in summer is hard sometimes when you're hanging out with people that don't don't train um to do really you know full-on athletics or a really full-on sport during summer because they're just so much more uh I guess drinking a lot more and partying a lot more and that sort of thing so it is quite like I found that quite challenging on my break sort of trying to have a good balance of still enjoying my time off like having a good new year's night and that sort of thing but with a group that was uh going quite a lot harder than me so I think that was good um a good challenge but um 
yeah, managed to keep all the training up and everything and it was really good and just feel like way more refreshed and ready for the year. Super pumped to get into 2022. I hope that you're feeling refreshed as well. I am. Yeah, I think at the end of last year, I was definitely on the brink of burnout and I could feel it. I was so unmotivated to work. I know I I had trained for the marathon and ran the marathon in mid-December. So after the marathon, I didn't even really want to run. I think I... I didn't even need to force myself to take a break. I was excited to just stop running for a while. And I think um, I could just feel my body almost shutting down on me before I got there. So I think I definitely feel so much better now. I, I am excited to be training. I'm excited to get into some back into some structure, excited to get back into some work and keep building our Femi fam and yeah hopefully making some impacts on females and female athletes all around the world. So I feel good, but I think when you go back to thinking about, yeah, when you do train for a summer sport, I remember this would have been probably about six, seven years ago now. And I was the same. I was running a lot of track at that time. I think it was, I went three years without taking a day off running and I went the same amount of time without drinking. The only time I drank and allowed myself to, not that you have to drink to relax, but the only time I really let myself to relax was New Year's. And I think other than that, I didn't drink or like really party or have days off for three years. And that was probably part of what led me to, you know, down the path of red S and burnout was because I just didn't allow myself to take some time off and get out of that structure and I think um, by now I've learned that I need that time whether it's you know two weeks three weeks could be a month um, coming away from my regular routine and just yeah letting the body relax the mind relax socializing meeting new people that sort of thing that's like exactly what I think we all need at particular times in our lives so yeah it's It's so hard like I I agree and I think after track season I'll probably do something like that but it's like knowing that you have a session the next morning and you want to go and do well and then you've got a race in like two weeks it is like this balance eh, of trying to enjoy life stay relaxed not stress about anything too much but then also not affect your training yeah (laughs) from peak time it's so yeah it's a balancing act that's for sure I think one of the most important things is when you do take that time whether it is over Christmas or another time throughout the year is actually allowing yourself to um, relax without feeling guilty I think a lot of people feel really guilty when they take time off and they feel like they should be training or they should be doing this and they should be working and running here there and everywhere and I think it almost takes away um, the benefits you're getting from taking that time off if you're constantly just feeling guilty about taking the time off. And I've definitely been there in the past where you actually don't even, yeah, you don't even make the gains of having a rest because you're so consumed by feeling bad about having that rest and it almost is um, counterproductive. So I think it's really important if you've had time off or you're about to have time off or you're planning on having time off throughout the year, Make sure you enjoy it and and really just like lean into it and yeah, let the body actually relax because <laughs> you you there's almost like no point in doing it if you're not gonna um if you're gonna constantly just feel guilty about it. But there's so many benefits you can get from taking downtime. So get those benefits and get those gains. Mm-hmm. So today we're just gonna chat through. Obviously, we are in a new year. Uh, 2022 is going to be a big year for us and 
we want to chat about goal setting. So goal setting we have spoken a lot about in the past and it's obviously something that's really important and what we really believe in to be able to move forward as athletes but also just as humans. Uh, and so we want to chat through like why and how we are setting goals for this year and I think the way that I've set goals in the past may be slightly different to how I set goals now, but I am constantly always setting goals and I know you are too, Est, and I think that's definitely been, been, been built into us because of us growing up as athletes. I think as an athlete, setting goals is a no-brainer. Like you always have to have a goal and something that you're training towards because not only does it motivate you, but it keeps you on track and it keeps you to progressing forward. So this year for me, I think I've struggled over the last couple of weeks with understanding what my goals are for 2022. It has been a bit of a challenge to be able to set goals for this year. And I think a lot of that is to do with COVID, the global pandemic, things getting shut down um, and so many things being cancelled over the last couple of years. So it's not like I consciously thought about um, why I can't set a goal, but I think subconsciously my mind can't quite get there because I'm protecting myself from put in a place of being let down again. Do you feel the same, Est? Yeah, definitely. I think I used to sort of do like a big hairy goal, like a really, really big goal over like a year. But I think, like you said, considering what we've been through in the last two years, it's pretty hard to know what you can actually set your sights on. So I think uh, for me personally, I've definitely changed the way that I set goals into just like smaller mini goals and then just tick them off and try to like enjoy the process along the way. But definitely has changed. I mean, it's impossible for us to really look ahead now over, I don't know, the next month. We could be in lockdown again (laughs) and something that we were looking forward to, you know, where we had to travel for maybe a race or uh, potentially it's um, something to do with work that you can no longer do. It's, it's really tough. So I think, yeah, the way we have to set goals and, and how we go about setting goals definitely has to change alongside the changing world. Hopefully one day we'll be able to plan ahead again and um, make bigger goals and, and, and get there. But at the moment, yeah, it is quite a lot harder to sort of have those, um, those bigger goals. But I kind of like it anyway. I think smaller goals hold me more accountable and then you sort of tick them off one by one and then you end up at that big one anyway. So I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's changed for the better. I feel a little bit like it has. Yeah, I think like the small goals definitely get us towards those big goals anyway. So setting, you know, shorter term goals can definitely help. And yeah, I'm the same. Like it's helping me mentally try and just keep progressing without setting those really long-term goals. And I think, goal setting can be hard in the best of times but at this time like it's not just we're not just taking into account our ability um how much time we have other stresses we have going on but we have to take into account do we realistically think this event is going to go forward you know and it's something that I I really think about now I'm like cool this marathon I'd love to run this year but I'm not going to get too consumed by it because there's only probably 50% of me that thinks it's actually going to happen. Um, So it's not to say don't set those goals and don't get excited or look forward to those big events, but try and make things really realistic as well. Cause I think that's going to help you stay motivated without that additional stress of being like, Oh, like, is this going to go ahead or is it not? Should I be training? Should I not? Am I wasting my time? Am I not? You're never wasting your time when you're training. So don't worry about that, but it is, it is an additional stress. So it's really important to take all of that into account. So for me, this year I am setting goals that are probably more like 
yeah, one to two month goals versus those six to 12 month goals. And for the athletics world, it is a big year. We have Commonwealth Games, we have World Champs. And I know, you know, those are the really big long-term goals that try not to think too much about those big goals. And I'm like, what races do I want to do in the next couple of months? Because that will keep me ticking over. And ideally those smaller races and goals will get us towards those bigger, maybe World Champ or games or whatever that may be goals so that's kind of like how I'm approaching it as well definitely I think like what you were saying just being open-minded but just understanding that all the training that you're doing is still going to help you when you eventually get to race so like if you if you do pick a race train for it like it's going to go ahead but have a coping mechanism if it's not so just know that you know all that training that you're doing is still worth something and is still going to make you fitter in the future. It's just that potentially that race might not go ahead. So I think, yeah, for me, I'm just going to plan as if all the races are happening, but yeah, understand that it also could not happen. <laughs> what so what are, you, what are your goals, Est? Uh Running goals are to enjoy track season. I think I've talked about this in the past where I was getting turning up to track, um, you know, in the last probably two years, just not even wanting to race. I think you're just so exposed, but it's also like the pressure that you put on yourself. Like, I think I was just, I don't know, track is, track is scary, but it's also like, it's just another race. So I think just for me, just really trying to enjoy track season, regardless of, you know, times I run or where I come and just finding that love for it again. So that's like a massive goal of mine. And to be honest, I'll say this here, I haven't said it before, but if I don't enjoy this track season again, I won't be doing track ever again because it's just getting to the point where I'm kind of like, what's the point? You know, I love road running. I turn up to road races, super excited. Um, I love cross country. I'll still do cross country. Uh, but I think if if I can't find that enjoyment again, I'll probably stop doing it. Uh, so that's a really big goal of mine to, to find that fun factor on the track again. And then so far it's going well. Um, I had that mile race that we talked about, which didn't go well, uh, which is fine. You know, I moved on from that pretty quick, which was cool. And that's probably something I would have dwelled on for a while in the past. So I'm proud of myself for that. And then some other goals, like I've got some time goals. Uh, I want to get to 34 in the 10K, somewhere in there, and then uh, go down closer to 75, then 80 minutes for the half. So whether that's like a 76 or something or a 77, I want to do those to um, tick those two off time-wise. And then in terms of like just not running goals, I just want to continue to grow for me and reach more women and help more women around the world and just also foster the athletes that I currently work with. Like we're all having calls at the moment and we're going to set our goals together. Uh, I had a couple of calls yesterday and it's just really cool to hear, you know, what everyone wants to focus on this year. And then we can put a plan of action uh, in place and get them all to hopefully those goals. Again, you can never, you never know like whether an injury will happen or whether a race will go ahead, but you can do everything in your power to hopefully get that goal. uh, And then just be proud of yourself for like putting all that effort in in anyway. So those are kind of my um, goals with running and then with life. And then, also with life, I just want to continue to be like a good friend and um, a good daughter and sister and then uh, a good partner to Viren. And then I also, I wrote this all on the Femi Facebook page, but <laughs> I want to get a dog and a cat and I want to start uh, rescuing animals. So that's probably something that I'm going to try and do this year as well. 
What are yours, Liz? Amazing. <laughs> you, you're the best of friends, so you don't need to make any changes there. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think my goals are probably, like I was saying, I have I have really struggled with really trying to put my goals down on paper for the year. I, I kind of know what my goals, my like really long-term life goals are, um, but in terms of 2022, I am struggling to figure out what maybe those specific running and life goals are. I think for running, for me, I don't really want to be running for me as an athlete anymore. I don't know if like me running as an athlete and trying to hit times and get placings that lights me up like it used to. I like I, obviously it excites me and keeps me motivated, but really I do it because I want to be able to create a voice to be able to help other people more. So for me, it's like trying to figure out how my running can help me as a person more than me as an athlete to better other people. So I think running, like I've spoken a lot about, and a lot of everyone knows that I'm an advocate running for mental health. I think there's so much more to it than just cleansing my mind and feeling good about who I am as well and I think there's a huge part of it which is like connecting to other like-minded people and growing you know communities and um, figuring out who I am as a person aside from me being an athlete or a coach so I think yeah it's hard to say I don't have like specific numbers or um, teams that I want to make for the year and there'll be races that I'll be doing and I think that's more for me to keep motivated um and hopefully achieve results that will allow myself to have a voice to help other people. So that's kind of like the running goals. I need to sit down and work through a calendar of exactly what those races are going to look like, but I probably will run a bit of track over the next couple of months, which excites me at the moment. And then life goals. Yeah, I definitely want to continue to build Femi and build our female community and spread that education and motivation inspiration to females to feel better about who they are in their own skin and feel empowered in their bodies to be able to go out and do what they want to do whether that is running or training or you know in the workspace um, to have that confidence to make changes and hopefully continue to break down those gender equality barriers that are in place at the moment because I think at the end of the day that is our end goal and our our end result, the dream result would be able to create a community, a society where both genders, all genders are, are equal. So, yeah, it's exciting. Definitely. There's still space for that. I mean, the first running track race, we saw it, um, first track race of the season is uh, the men's mile potential to win $1,000 and then the women's had no prize money. So, you know, although we've made huge leaps and bounds, you know, there's still so much space for growth and the whole system that we live our lives on was built by men. So hopefully we can crack that system and make big changes and, you know, calling things out and trying to make it better is, is how we're going to get there. So I think that's a massive, massive goal as well. And I think, um, all the ladies at Femi are really behind it as well. They're behind us and it's awesome. It's really exciting. Yeah, and it was really um, evident to me recently. I had a conversation with a male who was speaking about how women have an advantage in sport because we're women. And it really shocked me because he believed it so much. He didn't really understand the idea about how um, women, you know, we've been marginalised for so long, we haven't had the opportunities that men have had um, just because we're both physiologically different Um 
you know, we aren't as strong and we're never going to be as fit and as fast as men. Uh, so we just haven't had the opportunity to show that women can, you know, create some pretty incredible and make some incredible moves um, in the sporting realm, but we just haven't been able to show up because we haven't had the opportunity. So when this man was telling me that women <laughs> have got an advantage in the sporting arena, um, it really blew my mind. And I guess it just excited me for the changes that we can make. And hopefully a lot of those changes will come this year, um, especially educating men on how they can work better with females and build confidence in females. So I think what I love the most about being an athlete and growing up as an athlete and um, taking what we learn as an athlete into other areas of our lives is how we do set goals and how we prioritize those, you know, training blocks to be able to be peaking in the right times throughout the year. And I think for me and what I would love to share with everyone is how I do that, because I think like we were saying at the start of this podcast, it's really important to periodize and have times in um, the year of rest and recovery and then times of when you're going hard. So I try to like uh, break my year up into two to three months at a time. And so every two to three months, I like to think I have a big race or, you know, an end goal, if you want to call it a goal, um, to be able to paradise and um, put that training block together and then take some time off. We, we coaches like to say, you know, it's usually around eight to 12 weeks. Sometimes if it's a marathon, you're going to be in that 16 week training block. But even in that 16 week block, you should have a period of downtime to be able to absorb that training so I try to work at like two to three months at a time so at the moment I'm looking for races at the end of Feb maybe around March so I'm going to spend the next eight to ten weeks training building towards that race having that pinnacle race and then taking some downtime allowing myself to rest recover absorb the training and then go again that allows you to just constantly be climbing a hill rather than climbing a hill falling off it then having to start all the way again. So you can't continually just go and go and go. And I try to talk to this about this to a lot of my athletes all the time. It's really important to have those periods of downtime because if you continue to try to climb, you'll eventually fall and you'll fall probably lower than you were when you started. So periodizing your training is so important, but not just your training. I try to think about periodizing my work structure and my life as well. And even when you think about, a school year if you're at high school and you know you are going through the year and you have your four terms and you're at school for you know it might be six weeks or eight weeks some terms might go for a little longer and then you have two weeks off that is periodizing your you know your studying structure and it gives you that idea of like I'm going to go hard for those eight weeks I'm going to study and go to class and learn everything and then I'm going to take two weeks to allow my mind to rest so everything you do in life should be paradised. And I think it allows you to continue to progress in a really sustainable way. Yeah, definitely. And I think both of us have just had our downtime and we've come back this week and we're using this first week to set goals. You know, we've got plans this whole week uh, to set out for the next sort of however many months we're going to work really hard and then we'll have another break again. So I think for me, I've learned how important this is. Like I, I, quite often finish track season and then am not happy with the season as I talked about. And then Paul, my coach is like, do you want to have a break? And I say no. And that's because I'm not happy with the progress or where I've, what I've done. But I think what I've learned is that you have to, like I'm excited already, you know, for the break at the end of the, the season. And I think um, 
it's to do with probably a little bit of um, punishment in the past with not being happy with what I ran. I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, and then like punishing myself because I'm not happy with it. Mm. But I think that's why this year's goal is so important to yeah. enjoy it because I'll understand how hard I've worked and like give myself a break. Yeah. And I think a lot of athletes do that. And I think not understanding that if you don't give yourself that break, you're actually not going to get any better. You know, you're, you'll eventually fall anyway. So no matter if you ran well or if you didn't run well, you need to take that break because it's going to pay off in the future. And if you don't, you won't hit your goals, you know, later in life. So taking those breaks and having that time down is so important and it's going to be worth it in the long term. You just have to be kind to yourself. I know. And I know that people, a lot of people that we coach struggle with that. And it's quite a, a big thing. You know, we, we enjoy pushing our bodies and it's good for our mental health and blah, blah, blah. But there's a point where it's not. And like, if you're addicted to it or uh, actually, no, I am probably addicted to it. That's a lie. But if you're like badly addicted to it or you're addicted to the hit training or the, that feeling after, and you're addicted to sort of um, smashing your body, then it's not actually, it's not actually going to do you any good. So I think, yeah, what we've probably both learned over the last few years is that rest is like equal to equal importance to the training, if not more. And if you don't rest and recover, you're just not even going to get any better. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. Can't wait to rest again. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Amazing. And so we want to chat through this year, obviously we're talking about goal setting, but Esther and I both are huge believers that 2022 is going to be the year of the female. And for us at Femi, we have some pretty exciting plans and some big ambitious goals that we're going to be chasing for the year to make society a better place for all genders to be in. Um, So uh, we want to chat around the idea of being a female and how we can embrace being a female this year and, and really lean into it and play into it and try and not just make the world a better place for ourselves, but make the world a better place for females worldwide. So shifting energy as a female is something that I'm really passionate about understanding more so. And I think something that we want to chat a little bit around because we as females have got this innate connection to ourselves. And I think a lot of the time we try to pull away from that connection. And I don't think we lean into it as much as we could be. And, you know, women are really, really built to be in tune with ourselves. We have to be because, you know, historically um, we have grown up as being the carers and, you know, because of that, we are just built to be able to always be looking out for other people and um, and also be really in tune with ourselves and in our bodies. So I think there's definitely pros and cons to being in tune with yourself. And for me, a lot of the time, I probably go down the path of overthinking things too much. And um, because I can feel and feel in tune with myself, um, I probably do overanalyze things a lot, but I think there is definitely pros to that as well because you can become aware of the energy around you and pick and choose the energy that is right for you. So I think shifting energy as a female is very different to how men shift energy. I think I shouldn't um, bucket them, but a lot of men don't have the ability 
or don't allow themselves to communicate as well as women. And I think we're very privileged and lucky to be able to open up to one another and to be able to have conversations that are really important. So we as females really need to allow ourselves to go to that space because communication is so important for us to work through things in our mind and figure out, make decisions, the right decisions for ourselves and continue to work towards those goals that you may have set for 2022. So lean into that innate feeling that we have to be in control and in tune with ourselves. And in saying that, I think we do tend to put other people first. I think as females, we're always thinking about other people around us um, and what we can do to create an environment for them to feel really safe. But it's really important for us to start putting ourselves first as well. I think, you know, as a coach and I think anyone else that holds a position out there where you are leading other people, um, you're continually thinking about everyone else and not yourself. And like we've said before, you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's really, really important for us all to start focusing on ourselves first and then and then reaching out and helping other people. Yeah, that's so true. You can't you can't give love if you don't love yourself first. So always like I guess like what I've been saying before is with all my athletes, you know, talking about acceptance and talking about finding enjoyment you know that's actually really taught me as well um I think from talking to them all and and you know understanding that a lot of other women feel the same um it's been really awesome to to work alongside those women um and then by doing that also improving my own self but I think like what you were saying before is women being really um able to or more able to again don't want to generalize but more able to open up I think once you sort of like put yourself first and you're looking after yourself we're able to spread that more to people around us like um I know my partner sorry Byron if you ever listen (laughs) you know he's been really working on being more vulnerable and open and so have a lot of his friends and I think hopefully it's changing for men um in that sort of toxic masculinity where you hold it all in and then just get really angry because you've got all these emotions inside you that you haven't let out um, is totally changing. But as females, we have the power to also spread that more and help our partners and our loved ones be more open and talk. And I think, yeah, like you said before, we need to make sure we're not pouring from an empty cup, but we do have that ability to spread, you know, that energy that we have about being so open and vulnerable as females, which I think is, is really amazing. And it, it leads on to a, um, the reward in helping others, you know, like we can use our own energy and and that feminine energy and help others to be better and be more open and vulnerable. Um, I think like um, for me personally, things that I do to make sure that I'm in a really good mental, physical and emotional state to help others is um, putting that time aside every day to do, you know, that one or two things that I know makes me feel better about myself and no matter how busy I am and I've had my business mentor sit me down and say, you know, well, you can always fit your training in Um, (laughs) because I'm always putting it on Instagram when he knows I have so much work to do. But I will always, I will always prioritize my running or maybe it might be yoga or going to the gym, whatever that like time of movement is for me on that day. I will always prioritize that over everything else because I know if I don't do that, I can't help other people in the way that I should be helping them. So 
there's no point me reaching out and investing my energy into other people if I don't have the energy to invest into myself first. So I do prioritize that. Um, I put that time aside. Other things I would do to look after myself is making sure that, you know, um, I'm fueling myself correctly. I'm getting enough energy. I'm drinking enough water. I'm getting enough sleep. It's all such simple things. But if you can focus on doing all of those things right for yourself, then you can start helping other people in the best way that you possibly can. So those are steps that I take. But like Esther was saying, like there is so much reward in helping other people. And I think as females, we tend to do it so naturally. But if we aren't in the right place, we can't do it to the degree that we could be. But I find helping others and probably why I started coaching in, in a very selfish manner is because it makes me feel better. I absolutely love seeing other people thrive and flourish and I love seeing people achieve their goals. And I think if we can continue to get ourselves in the right place first and then reach out to others and, and give a helping hand and, you know, whatever situation it may be to be able to make other people feel good about themselves, then at the end of the day, you're going to feel like a better human because you're having an impact on other people's lives. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, both of us have experienced it and there's two sides to like feminine energy. You know, you've got that caring, compassionate side, but then there's also a side that's probably been built from us having to really prove ourselves and sort of um, find our place in the world because we were uh, oppressed for so long. So I think there is some... uh, feminine energy that's sort of that comp- competition mindset still and stuck in that way but um I think we've both experienced it when someone feels that there's not a, or another female feels there's not enough space for the two of you or the three of you there's only the space for them but I think hopefully this year year of 2022 we're gonna um lead the way in changing that mindset there's enough space for all females to be successful and someone else being successful doesn't mean that you're less successful and it's literally the worst feeling when you you feel so um that someone's so competitive against you and sees you as a threat rather than attempting to work with you to make something better and more beautiful um but I think you know hopefully that's that's going to change a little bit but I think if you you know if you find yourself comparing yourself a lot to other females, look within yourself and compare yourself to yourself and then look at those other women and see them as a chance to grow and grow together. There's no need to look at other women and see them as potential threat to you or taking your place. Uh, I think hopefully we can change that mindset and just um, look at other women and try to build them up instead of, yeah, tear them down and, and make sure that they're not a threat to you, even though they're not a threat to you. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And I think a lot of over the last couple of years, it's been hard for everybody. You know, we've we've been facing challenges that we've never even knew existed before. And I think a lot of people have fallen into traps of continual comparison to other people and how other people are dealing with challenging situations and how other people um, are reaching goals and succeeding in different areas of their lives and I think it's for me I found it pretty um, challenging to see that comparison from other people as well and I think it is it's a really hard place to be when women are comparing themselves against each other and for me I try to work through it in a way that I put myself in their shoes and try to understand why women are acting that way and that it's not actually 
their fault. It's how society has been built to create an environment where women are continually pinned up against each other. And unfortunately, that is projected from some people as negative energy. And I think it's important for us as females to start binding together and and supporting each other and encouraging success within each other because I think the more success that females can have in any industry in life is really important because we need to continue to get more women at the forefront of every every conversation and the only way we can do that is if we work together. So let's keep helping each other, um, binding together, creating female communities where we can actually make a difference in the world. And I think on that, like, in that instance, when you are, I guess, feeling that toxic energy from, it could be a group of people, it could be a particular person. The idea of energy matching, I found really helpful, I think, working through like who is, you know, the right energy to be around and who isn't and and what is going to make you feel good about you yourself and the things that you do versus the other way around. So finding energies that work with you and not against you is really important and something that I'm going to really focus on in 2022 as well. Yeah. I think you can tell pretty quickly if someone makes you feel good about yourself or doesn't. And um, yeah, we've both had experiences in our lives where hanging out with a person doesn't potentially match your energy and doesn't make you feel good and built up and stronger. So yeah, that's what I'm going to focus on this year too. I'm not going to let um, negative energy into my life as much as possible (laughs) it's good and it's probably something that takes time to understand what energy you are and what energy other people are as well so if you are a little if you are you know younger and you haven't had so many life experiences don't stress but it will come and I think being aware of those energies is really important and what definitely helps me and I think you as well is, is exercise and I think that definitely helps us become even more in tune with ourselves and no matter what the exercise that is whether it is you know running or yoga or walking or swimming or whatever that may be I really truly believe that by exercising and falling into those patterns of repetitive motion of running or challenging your mind through a high intensity session it really opens your mind up to another realm that you can't access if you didn't exercise and I find it super interesting Um, you almost can see it you can almost see like a glow from people who do exercise and I think you can see that when people walk around and I think it's the glow of probably contentness or happiness um, because of the way that they push their bodies and the way that they allow their bodies to move and get their blood flowing and sweat and yeah I think there's so many things that come with exercise and I'm biased, but I do think running is probably the best form of it. (laughs) Um, But I think, yeah, I think if if there's one thing that you could do for yourself this year is putting that time aside um, to move and move in a way that feels good for you uh, and move in a way that works with your physiology, understand your menstrual cycle, understand how your body's working, do things that make you feel good versus the other way around and, and focus on that really deep feeling of are you content with who you are and are you proud of who you are and are the energies that are around you matching who or the energy that you are as well. All right, well, that is our first conversation for 2022. We're so excited for this year and what this year is going to bring for for females, for Femi, for all of us out there listening. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey so far. 
um, get excited for what is to come. We've got some incredible guests coming up on the pod that we cannot wait to share with you. Um, and in the meantime, jump onto Instagram, follow us at femi.co and stay up to date with what is happening in our world. And if you've got any questions, send them our way. If you've got any ideas for conversations or topics that you'd love for us to talk about, definitely send them through. But thanks for listening and we will see you all next week. Oh,